Welcome to NFTeach. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. NFTeach is presented by Aspen NFT. And really excited to get into this episode with you. I have Dr. Christopher Lunsford, who is the creator and founder of Weird Medicology. Now, Weird Medicology is an NFT project, but there are some really compelling and unique aspects to this project that I think you should hear about and strongly consider supporting. Uh, and and you'll, you'll hear, I don't want to really spoil it. So I, I think honestly, without further ado, let's just jump into this episode with Dr. Christopher Lunsford. Here we go. I am joined on the Aspen NFT guest line by none other than Lunds. Dr. Christopher Lunsford, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I uh, am happy it's Friday. Aren't we all? And you know, we are going to record this episode as if I did not have massive audio problems on the last episode that we recorded. And so it's just afforded me the opportunity to speak with you again, um, which was such a lovely conversation that we had last time. So I guess first off, beyond it being Friday, how are you doing on this this fine afternoon? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We are kind of in our home stretch now. We got one more day left on our membership token sale that we'll talk about. And then uh, we come tomorrow is our main drop on February 5th. And, you know, my family's good. I can't complain. I got uh, two young boys. They're staying healthy. What else, what else can you uh, hope for? That's true. You know, if there's anything that we've learned in the pandemic, it's that. Yeah. Well, let's get into Weird Metacology. And, you know, Weird Metacology is an NFT trading card collection. And these characters are unique and homegrown. There's a variety of rarities. And it's really sort of set up, Lunds, at the cross-section of, of, of medicine and culture. Exactly. Uh, can you just sort of tee up for people who maybe haven't heard of the project, uh, what it is yeah. and then uh, how you got started. Yeah. So, uh, and the the whole reason I love your uh, podcast so much is I'm a, another person that got started in top, uh, top shot. And, but as soon as I understood web three and what it was capable of, I had been having this creative side of me that had been stifled anyway. I am a full-time physician. I work with kids with disabilities. I have a disability myself but I'm a creative person. That, that's what I love about life. And then I thought, you know what? What could we do uh, with a trading card that now in Web3, you don't have to worry about where what stores need to hold your trading card to find your audience. Your audience is immediately international. And I'm a, a weird, proudly weird guy. And I love comic uh, book culture. And I thought, you know what? Let's mash up this cultural impact of why is there always a famous show on TV related to medicine? It's MASH or ER or HOUSE or uh, you, uh, Grey's Anatomy. There's always something. So there's a, a thread there and a lot of fans, millions of fans, and then mash that up with comic book culture and you have a whole new brand new thing. And I started this way before the profile picture craze. And I knew what my true north of what I was doing. And luckily now when people are starting to get maybe a little bit tired of profile pictures and generative art, they'd be excited to see a whole new collection of fully fleshed out generation of characters, kind of like a Pokemon generation. 
that now you can collect in different rarities. And then we can do the fun NFT thing of burning some or combining them to make new rarities and having this narrative journey through this weird laboratory that people are going to get to experience here. Yeah, I'm part of Team Weird with you, um, and you can ask people who know me that I'm, I'm very much entrenched on the highest dial on the Weird Meter, um, and if you go to the weirdmedicology.com website, you'll see what I mean by that, but but yeah, you know, when we think about NFTs and we think about what it allows a creative to do, you know, creating your own brand of characters and, and distributing them to the masses is not something that Lunds himself uh, could do in in sort of a web two world. I mean, I guess you could have made animated YouTube videos or or something, but not to the level of like ownership and game theory that can happen with NFTs. So, I mean, you said you got started in Top Shot. Top Shot opened threw you down the rabbit hole. But you know, um, can you sort of like set up what got you from zero to one in terms of like I have an idea and I want to create this character, these characters in this world. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people have ideas, but what got you to the point of, of like actually going to execute and create and do, because I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen, who maybe are artists or creatives who have ideas, but to get from zero to one is a big, big, big step. Yeah. I, I honestly think for me, it was the pandemic that started making me think about the zero to one more than anything, which is, you know, coming out of or circling around that one year mark of the pandemic, I was having these ideas. If let's say we found NFTs and it wasn't a pandemic, I don't know that I would have pushed myself to explore that creative side that I've been laying dormant. So then when I was telling friends and family about NFTs in general, but then going straight into what I was like, and what if I did this collection of characters and they all just really lit up about the idea. And I'm always sort of kind of playing down my own ideas and creativity. And this was one time where it was across the board. Uh, I was getting a lot of feedback from people who did not know what NFTs were, but thought that this idea was creative and something worth sharing and they agreed that the vehicle now seemed to be there and so it just was a nice merge for me and that's one of those other reasons why some of this FOMO and FUD hype cycles that are in the space luckily that doesn't seem to have much effect on me because I am here for the long haul I may sell out I may not sell out because I'm still going to just wait and for my weird audience to find me, you know, that's the, yeah. And, and that's, it's crazy that like you, 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 you don't, you can wait for that weird audience to find exactly. you, you know, it, it's a, it's a totally different ball game. And it's part of what's so exciting about participating in this space. Now there's some aspects of your project. I want to make sure that we get to and highlight because I think they're really thoughtful. And I want to first talk about Matic and the choice to use poly and sort of what went into that. And, and maybe even for people who are newer to the space and are listening sort of describe what some of the advantages of using poly are yeah. for collectors. Yeah, I think it's so important because I don't know how much you guys talk about even what Top Shot has been uh, on it, because I believe I've heard you talk about that. So I at first collected Top Shot and still do. Then I actually went to the WAC blockchain, which is a great blockchain. It is also what we kind of say a 
uh, a climate friendly in the sense that the the exchanges on the blockchain do not require a ton of gas or that those extra fees. But when I was trying to put my collection somewhere, I started going back to Ethereum and that the culture of the Ethereum world around really high quality art discussion, but then also trying to look at pushing the boundaries of utility. Um, I was so close to saying, yeah, yeah, Ethereum's where I need to be. But then I came back as the founder and owner of a company to this, but the environmental impact for me, at least, was a factor. And I had seen some other groups like um, uh, Chicken Derby and uh, do a Polygon release and that they could still buy and sell on OpenSea, which, of course, just you know, with the very recent news about OpenSeas and their impact on on creators, I I still think we have a lot of discussions there that's separate. But uh, how, how much time you have, Lunch? We, we can do five more episodes I worth of content on, on that. So, so I say that to say that I don't know that they should have had this impact on me, but I thought, well, how can I be on OpenSea for my secondary and kind of feel like this gas issue might not be so hard on my collectors because I really wanted to bring my price down from the 0.08 mint. I, I love how you talk about how you almost never mint at that price. Uh, and, and I agree with you. I, I want to push it down and not have it to where the gas cost is higher than my NFT. Yeah, it's a great point. And, and I've actually, I've, I've since revised my thinking, Luns. I actually I'm not going to mint at all anymore because I I am so worried about getting hacked from a phony minting website that I'd rather just wait and pay a little more on the secondary side That's and smart. get what and, and also have the ability to choose which one I want um, yeah. rather than you don't need and I know it's more part of it yeah. No. And, and it, for me, it's just a peace of mind because I'm risk averse to like not worry about getting hacked or scammed or, or any of that. And we cover that in Scam Busters pretty regularly. Yeah. So, yes, Polly is one of the really interesting aspects of what of your project. And I think one that deserves um, some attention because I've, everyone's feeling the pain from the gas fees right now and everyone's saying L2 will come, L2 will come. But I don't know when and I don't even know when it does, if it's going to alleviate all of the issues that, that we're having at the moment. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing I want to talk to you about, Lunds, is, you know, in, in the NFT space, I'm seeing really positive movement toward a more inclusive space. Mm -hmm. We know uh, in Vivek Ravishankar, uh, alumni of the, of the podcast, says it really well that whenever, you know, th there's a hobby that requires disposable income, white men are going to be your your primary people who are participating. And, and he's spot on with that. But I've seen much more of a move toward a more inclusive space, thinking about LGBTQ+, thinking about people of color, uh, indigenous people. I'm, I'm seeing this in the space now, which is great. Yeah. But part of the the sort of missing conversation, in my opinion, among the inclusiveness of what we're doing in Web3 is around people with disabilities. So I want to hand it over to you to talk about some of the thoughtfulness that you've put in to the project, to making it more accessible to people who have some unique challenges in participating in the space. Yeah, thank you so much for giving me the chance to chat about it. And I think I mentioned very briefly earlier that I am proudly weird, but I'm also proudly disabled. I think my disability is a part of my identity. I'm, uh, I have partial uh, hearing loss. 
And it has never been something that I understood as a positive part of my identity until I got older and started really realizing that disability can be thought of as diversity and therefore worthy of inclusion in the same active and proactive way. And if you don't work to find ways to make your products and spaces inclusive and accessible, they won't be. And so the classic example here in the NFT world is that people who have visual issues or that are blind are not able to enjoy the world of JPEGs and and that has that predominant feature. Because when you post on Twitter, like that wall of text that sometimes people like screenshot, that doesn't have the data in it for someone to use a screen reader, which is all it is to the device that reads the text on a screen for people. And so what my company is doing is, as far as I know, we will be the first or one of the first companies to have NFTs with alternative or alt text for people who have vision issues or vision loss. And so that's a small little step, an extra step that I'm taking, but that's because of who I am and what I do in my day-to-day life. I, I get to help families all day deal with the world that wasn't made for them. And so let's make something that will, even if only one person buys the, my NFTs, I'm really proud of the work that we're putting into that. And we're going to share how other people can do that if they want to. Yeah. And I mean, really cool that you're not only doing it for your project, but also willing to meet with other creators that want to do similar things with their project. And, you know, and and we're, you know, I think we should both applaud that decision that you've made and recognize that it's really uh, a thoughtful, intentional move on your part, but, but also recognize how far we have to come in terms of really creating a sort of, uh, more accessible space for for people oh, of yeah. all various disabilities and conditions yet yeah, for everyone and and if this thing is going if web3 is going to be as big as we all expect it to be and we wouldn't be here this early unless we thought it was going to sort of um, do what what the internet did you know in the 90s then i think we need to start having these conversations around how how we can build on ramps for people and we talk about all the time about you know oh, there's people that aren't crypto native and how are we going to build an on ramp for them um you know but we're not yet talking about people with specific challenges and disabilities um, that and, and how we're building on ramps for them. Yeah. And so I'm encouraged by the inclusion conversation that's happening that's based about sexual orientation or race or gender. This is a good start. But I do think that we have to, in a hurry, think, you know, we're going to build this really great metaverse. And if, if only you know, uh, people without disabilities can participate in it. We're missing out on a lot of great people and a lot of creativity entering the space that is really going to propel it forward uh, into the future. Yeah, we we talk about parallel experiences um, or uh, having experiential content value. So, you know, the value of the NFT space, we always talk about is community, right? It's connection. So, it's not necessarily only what you're looking at. You can enjoy art in so many different ways. And when you think about a 3D metaverse space, well, even if you can't see a 3D space, you can have a 3D space described to you. You can still participate. It can be an oral experience. And so there are a lot of ways that we can get these parallel experiences, the content across 
and have people be able to access it. The other big one for me is people have different motor skills. So uh, most of my patients can't type on a keyboard, but Microsoft makes an amazing adaptive keyboard that they can use with their elbow and foot or they can use with their, with their breath support. They can do so many different things. And that's what I'm excited about is like you said, we didn't make the real world for people with disabilities right. Uh, we just, we, they were a complete afterthought and we didn't make the internet for people with disabilities correct this, the, they're a complete afterthought. We have a chance to make web three in the metaverse with people with disabilities in mind at the onset. And I thought, you know what, what better reason for me to speak up about this since I kind of found my way into it pretty early. Yeah, and, and let's get back to weird metacology proper and, and sort of talk about some of the aspects of the trading cards themselves and some of the things that you're doing in terms of the roadmap and the gamification. So, you know, in, in terms of the unique characters and the rarities, you know, you talked about burning a little bit, but I want to give you a bit of space to talk about um, sort of where you're at now with the Founders Lab and sort of what you're looking to do over the next quarter uh, in getting people started into the project. Yeah, thanks so much. So we are selling right now the Founders Lab badge, which is essentially like the House of Kiba Genesis membership. It is not monthly drops to the Genesis membership, but it's free drops on every weird metacology release that we do and early access to our experimenting features. So instead of experiment, experimenting is essentially our crafting mechanics where when we start off, what we're doing is you have our 40 characters and five rarities. So that 200 individual pieces of art that are then released as serial numbered stamp. So it's like getting a pack of cards almost, but you get your your one card, it's a blind reveal, so you don't know what you get in terms of the character or the rarity. But if you don't get what you wanted, you can buy, sell, trade, however you would like. There will be some people who like delayed gratification or holding, hodling for real, who don't even reveal their, their character that allowed. I'm not requiring reveal. So you can huddle as long as you want on a unrevealed character, which over time, when we look at the devaluation part, the, the devaluation would be that you can get, when we release new characters and new rarities, you'll be able to use base cards for that. If some base cards start getting pretty uh, scarce because everyone keeps wanting to take that character to a certain rarity. And then the other fun part for me, at least, is there are heroes and villains. I don't have a plan in the current for a game, but I also have not ruled that out. I like that, as you can tell, I like House of Kiba. They have the Overlords game coming out. I'm really excited about that. I'm a Pokemon fan, and most people are Pokemon fans who play the video game. I like even the card game of that. So there's a there's a lot of different places that we can take it, but I want to circle back to the metaverse, which is for me at least, I think of a game like Pokemon Go, which I have loved. It's an AR experience. Me and my eight-year-old son will go out and catch Pokemon. But if I could overlay that on a so more advanced social experience on having the Pokemon that we catch actually be NFTs, so that a rare one could really be ours, 
that's kind of what I look at with what we're doing is that they're trading cards right now, but these characters are too cool to stay in card form. They're going to pop out of these cards and they're, we call it the weird metacology big bang. It, uh, the bigger things are coming where these characters are going to have a experience in metaverse. I'm not sure which one yet because there's a lot of different, but I'm excited to have that AR VR experience with these characters too. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I purchased, uh, very rarely do I, um, purchase, uh, you know, a, a higher end NFT and higher end for me is, is again, you know, like we're talking like anything over 0.02 yeah, for me is yeah. higher end. Um, but I, I wanted to get into a, a play to earn NFT and I had heard about nifty league Dgen, So yeah. I, I purchased one with some of my proceeds from uh Jenkins sale yeah. uh, that I had. And I, I, I went in today and I, I staked my NFT and then I played basically like a Smash Brothers style game with my NFT and the dopamine hit both by playing a character I own and then at the end of the match, seeing that little tokenomics come and tell you how much you earned from playing. It was like one of those moments where I was like, whoa, this is this is a like this gaming thing and the ability to use these characters that you own to do anything. I like, I sort of felt it for the first time and it was really, really powerful. Yeah. I I had to leave my level 42 Pokemon go character in my phone. And because once I figured out NFTs, I'm like, I can't come back to this until there's more, all that time I'm thinking into that, 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 you know, and fun, but that's, that's all I'm doing. And then, uh, my low-level Diamond Rocket League skills that I play. Uh, and I don't go back in there collecting all those great car skins now because they're all owned by the Rocket League company, not by me. So, yeah, I get it. I think that that's why those of us who are co- collectors that enjoy that sort of gamification, you know, I'm not an investor. I would I was not into crypto before all of this. I... I keep whatever crypto I need, but I'm a collector and a gamer in a way that this is where I just never knew I needed this space so bad. Yeah. I think making your characters that you've put a ton of work into come alive is also for you as the creator going to feel like a really like life-changing moment. Oh, yeah. when you see a character that you imagined and dreamed up walking in a virtual form in a metaverse. I think your head is going to explode. Yeah. By by that moment, I mean, and what a cool realization of creativity, and yeah. I think that that's part of the the power and magic of this space that you can you can dream it and you can create it, and then you can see it in front of you. Yeah, um, it, it's really really amazing. Before we wrap up, I want to turn the floor back over to you. Drop details, give give the full rundown of everything that's happening with Weird Metacology Lens, where we can find more information. Just give it all to me. Perfect, perfect. So it is weirdmetacology.com and backslash mint for uh, all of our mint. So our current mint that is live for the Founders Badge will go until Saturday on uh, January 29th. So that's tomorrow. Uh, ending at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Savings Time. And it will, uh, it's currently costing 129 Maddox. I will say if you follow my Twitter, which is PhysicianFT, uh, you will also maybe find some, uh, some alpha on a chance to get a discount off of that 129 Maddox tomorrow 
well, I want to give a shout out to the Polygon Alliance community because as a Polygon uh, product, we're going to be doing a little release tomorrow, but I, I want to confirm the time before I say, so if people listen to this, uh, follow that. Then on the main long, oh, and with the founder fad, it pays for itself immediately with three free NFTs on the main launch, which are 45 Matic. So if you had any interest in this and would like more than one, it really pays because that does pay for itself. And then you're holding something that I've already promised a lot of other perks. And so then on the main launch, 45 Matic per character, 8,000 total, that will be sold in pre-sale on uh, Saturday, February 5th, and then the public sale on the 6th. And thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. And and we've, you know, uh, we are going to host a Twitter space to talk about accessibility yeah. in the metaverse. We, we had it previously squ- scheduled and then had a Twitter blackout happen at the exact moment. I don't know if the world was just not ready for us, Luns, or what. I, I, we're we're going to have to reschedule that. Yeah, oh yeah definitely look it's such a pleasure to, to have you on and uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh get involved with your project and see where it goes but i think one thing's for sure like you really encapsulate the power of web3 and, and being a creative you know you're someone who is a doctor and has a very busy uh professional and personal life but this you know when when you are a creative you have a desire in a a need to just create and it doesn't really matter about the circumstances of what you do from nine to five or what you do from five to nine it's just something that you have inside you and uh, i'm just here for it and here in support yeah it's downhill in a new way with web3 yep absolutely uh congratulations on the pending mint and uh, let's make sure you know, if you're if you're listening and you're interested, all the information for Lunds is in the show notes. Let's uh, let's go out and support a project that's trying to do something differently, uh, because you know there's a lot of reductiveness in this space right now, and I think it wouldn't hurt uh, to sort of take take a focus uh, away from traditional PFPs and, and and go to support a project that's doing something new and unique. So appreciate everything you're doing, Lunds, and thanks so much for joining today. Yeah, thank you. Hope you enjoyed that one with Dr. Christopher Lunsford. I'm going to be back with an Aspen Scam Busters tomorrow. And next week, I'll have a, a status of Top Shot episode I'm really excited to produce, as well as a number of other great guests for you. As always, I sincerely appreciate your support, your retweets, your listens, all of it. And I want to tell you to check out the latest podcast. Uh, from here from the moments uh, here for the moments has a great podcast this week you should check out i'll put a link to it in the show notes Um, and and for now i guess that's it i'm I'm signing off take care of yourselves and each other we'll see you at aspen scam busters on saturday morning it's dr jeremy saying goodbye for now (laughs) 